Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful, abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire uh, for you. Uh, so as you listen to the Word, just receive it. Let it get down in your heart. Bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Merry Christmas. This is our uh, last Sunday together before actual Christmas Day, uh, which is on Saturday. Um, and then we'll, we'll gather back together on the 26th. Uh, I, I just have a feeling be kind of a Christmas hangover, though. On the, on the 26th, the, the Christmas spirit will still uh, be with us. Aren't you thankful for the presence of the Lord? Aren't you thankful for His uh, sweet, wonderful presence here with us today? I, I just want to kind of stay uh, in that. Um, what I'd like to do this morning uh, is to uh, continue our series, Christmas Blessings. And as I've said, you know, John 1, 16 tells us that, that from the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after the next, grace upon grace, gift upon gift. So, so at Christmas, the coming of Jesus, there's just blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. Uh, that has come to us. So uh, the most challenging thing about doing a series on Christmas blessings is weeding out the ones you're not going to talk about and focusing in on the ones that you are because there's just blessing after blessing after blessing. But uh, this morning, I think one of the clear blessings uh, found in the Christmas story and in the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we need to remember uh, that we need to highlight, uh, that we need to focus in on this morning, uh, is the blessing of peace. So this morning, let's look into the Christmas story. Let's see the coming of our Savior. Let's be reminded of His, of his peace. Peace is, uh, I think, one of the things in Scripture that it tells us to, I'm not sure, but I think that in Scripture, it actually tells us to pursue peace, to seek after it, to make peace a goal. Actually, I am quite certain it does. Uh, that we are to pray and ask God for peace. So, yeah, I think it may be just fitting this morning before we move any further that we would, that we would pray and just ask God for a peaceful Christmas and that His peace would fill our hearts that it would invade our relationships, that it would come upon our churches and, and, and be all through them, and, and maybe somehow that it would get out of our hearts and out of our families and out of our churches and start to invade our culture. We know that our, our America needs some peace, doesn't it? So let's just pray and open ourselves up to the Lord this morning, open up our hearts to receive His Word, and ask Him for a special extra blessing in this Christmas season of, of a powerful moving of, of His work uh, to bring peace to us that, that only He can bring. Pray with me, will you? You know, maybe it helps to, to just stretch your hands toward Him and close your eyes, and, and that helps us to connect in, uh, in prayer. It is, Paul said this, this is Scripture. It's not, Jason, this is Scripture, that He would, that all would pray with uplifted hands. Lord, we raise up our hands to You just as a, a gesture of opening up our hearts and, and, and reaching out to You. And, and we ask You today, Lord, in this Christmas season, in this wonderful, beautiful Christmas season, to bless us with peace. Let Your peace fill our hearts. Let it invade our relationships, our, our families, our church families. And Lord, we pray that, that it would fill the, the, 
the Christian heart and the Christian family and the Christian church in such a way that it would fill to overflowing and flow out into our culture and that the peace of God would come to our America again, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we open our hearts to you on this last Sunday before Christmas Day and we say to you, Lord, speak to us what we need. Speak peace to our hearts. Let your peace fill us and invade us this morning and let us walk out of here full of the peace of the Lord, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Uh, Sounded like almost all God's people. Uh, I mean, if you don't want peace to fill your heart, then don't say Amen. There's power in our words and in our confessions. And it's also good every now and then to listen to your preacher. Like when he says, say amen, to say amen, or to raise your hands, to raise your hands. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I would like to um, do this this way this morning. I'd, I'd like to read some out of, out of my Bible, out of the pages. It just feels more Christmassy that way to me, so allow me to do that, and, and Scott's going to try to keep up with me uh, on, these, on the screens. The um, mentioning of peace in connection with the Christmas story is all through it. Uh, all the way back to Isaiah, when he prophesies the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So let's read this part of the Christmas story in Isaiah 9, uh, starting at verse 6. It's a wonderful thing to gather together as the family of God and read His Word. One of the most wonderful memories that I have of Christmas is Dad gathering us together as a family and just reading the Christmas story to us. So that's kind of part of what I'd like to do this morning is here we are gathered together as a family, a more real family than our blood family. Our spiritual family is more real than our blood family. Gathered together as family and read the Christmas story together with, with a highlighting of peace. Isaiah 9 Verse 6, starting at verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Just, just, just a reminder here. This is, this is Isaiah. This is a long time before this happens. Such is our God. He's, he sees the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning, and everything in between. Isaiah 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And we give it Christmas to remember the son that is given, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of, his inc- of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Hallelujah. It is a, it is a peace, certainly a peace that passeth understanding. A peace that not only doesn't end, but, but if I read this right and it hits me right, it's a peace that not only doesn't end, but it's a peace that doesn't end in its increase. It doesn't reach a fullness and stop there. It's a peace that increases and increases and increases. So for, so for all of you saints this morning, like, like Miss Margaret, you haven't reached your peace level yet. It goes on and 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 increases and increases and increases. So 
seems to me, maybe even into eternity. I don't know how all that works. I'm signed up for it, though. There will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from, the, from, from that time on and forevermore. I don't, know if, I don't know if you read Scripture and you see it, but you need to see it. All through Scripture, there's forever, there's everlasting, there's never ending, there's on and on. This, this is not temporary. This goes on forever and ever and ever. The zeal of the Lord God Almighty will accomplish this. And so, because of the zeal and the passion and the love of the Lord God Almighty, He is going to make this happen. And so, some 2,000 years ago, He begins to move and shows up and rocks Mary's world and then shows up and rocks Joseph's world and saying to the two of you, I'm going to give this gift of my son and he's going to be in your care and you're going to, and you're going to raise him. And uh, then we kind of pick up the, the story in Luke chapter 2, uh, starting at verse 1. Now, Mary said yes to the plans for her the plans of the Lord for her life, and Joseph has said yes to the plans of the Lord for his life. There, there's so many truths in the Christmas story that, that, are, that are to be highlighted, aren't they, and are, and are hard to, to get by. Um, we'll save that one for next year. But, but in the Christmas time, we should, we should follow the example of Mary and Joseph and recognize that God has plans for our lives to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope and a future, and that we are to say yes to them. But we'll preach that next year. But I wouldn't hold off your yes till next year. I'd go ahead this year and get in on it. I'd like to say yes to God's plans and purposes before He comes and takes me home. And I don't know when that'll be. Maybe we won't be here next Christmas. Maybe Elon Musk will assume his throne as the Antichrist and will. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Just woke everybody up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I just get kicked off Facebook. Is that what you said? <laughs> well, thank you, Jesus. I've been trying to do that. Finally happened. I don't know. Um, Luke chapter 2, verse 1, the Christmas story. Thank you for letting me read this out of, the, out of the pages. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor in Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee and Judea to Bethlehem. Ah. To the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Uh, who we were just reminded is the Prince of Peace. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. That's what Joy was saying. Here we see it again. Angel shows up. They're terrified. 
And the angel speaks and says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for some of the people. For all people. Great news. Good news. Great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly... A great company of heavenly hosts appear with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Peace to mankind on whom His favor rests. This day, this Christmas, first Christmas day in Bethlehem, is born the Prince of Peace. And His birth is announced by angels gathering together and praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. And now because of the coming of Jesus, peace on earth. You see, something has, has shifted this first Christmas uh, when it comes to everything, especially when it comes to peace. You see, before Jesus, there wasn't peace. It wasn't possible. Not like God wanted it. All, all that it was was a, was a shadow of peace. It was just a, just a, a glimmer of, of what possibly could be, but was unattainable and wasn't there yet. The, 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 the earth realized that it needed it, but it couldn't get it. Mankind realized that it should be possible, but it wasn't. It was just a shadow showing what could be, but but what could never be. But now what could never be is made possible because the Prince of Peace was born in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and laid in a manger. And there lies peace, the way God intended it the way He planned it, the way He wanted it, but was impossible, but is now arrived. It's what Colossians tells us. That, that before Jesus, there was just shadows of things, but not the realities. But now because of Jesus, the reality has come. Before Jesus, just a shadow of peace. Now because of Jesus, the reality of peace that passeth understanding that can be ours for all people everywhere. Christmas brings peace for all who will. There he is. Oh, the manger's blocked. Lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. My peace One of our main heart's desires, one of our greatest needs that could not be, that we could only look at at a distance and see the shadow of it and say, that's what I need and I know it is, but I can't obtain it because it's not here. Now it's here. Sorry. Hallelujah. And it's for me. One of my greatest desires and deepest needs has arrived on Christmas. Come on, somebody celebrate it. We should always top priority Christmas because the peace of our Savior needs to be proclaimed. Here He is. He has arrived. Verse 15 When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. I don't know, you know, it's hard when you you see the reality of peace laying there in the manger to not go tell somebody 
recognizing that everyone everywhere is without this peace and that everyone every, everywhere is incomplete without it and everyone needs it and here it is. So we go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. I can't sing while I'm preaching. Um, I can't ever get the tune right, but I, I can make a joyful noise. I'm never going to get through all this. Okay, let's read the Christmas story. That's kind of how it was on Christmas morning with Dad. You know, it'd be like, oh man, we got to read the Christmas story. And then he's going to pray, and the man can pray. I don't know when we're going to open our presents. Maybe sometime it'll be, you know, those are my thoughts as a kid. But now as a, as a man, I'm so grateful for that more than any present that I ever received. Verse 17, When they had seen Him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Verse 21, on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. And when the time of his purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pillar, a, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was a righteous and devout man. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, needs to happen to us every now and then. More and more in these days, we need to have the Holy Spirit upon us and in us and be moved by Him. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents... Mary and Joseph brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took hold of his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. As you have promised, Lord, you now dismiss me in peace. You now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. All people, Everywhere, Gentiles, Israelites, peace has come. And now, Simeon, in just, in just beholding the child Jesus, now he is at peace and says, now I can go home to be with the Lord because just seeing Jesus has set me at peace. Just laying his eyes on the little baby that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He recognizes that this is our peace. This is our salvation. This is the Messiah, the Christ. And He has come. And with His coming, peace has come. And now I am at peace. I think sometimes maybe one of the main reasons that, that we're not at peace is that we don't really see Jesus like we should. Like maybe we haven't be, beheld Him as we need to. 
And maybe in this Christmas season, God will open our eyes. Maybe today, and we will see our Savior, our salvation, our peace. And something will shift and change in our lives, and peace will fill our hearts because we recognize that the Prince of Peace has come. And with His coming, peace has come. Now, the peace that was was just a shadow, it was incomplete. And not everything that God wanted it to be. But the peace that has come, the peace that has come in the birth of our Savior, just like Jesus doesn't do anything halfway or incomplete, He doesn't do peace halfway or incomplete. And and it's no longer a shadow. It's the peace in Him that we need in every area of our lives. I think of 1 Thessalonians 5 that reminds us that God, that God sanctifies us through and through. That his, that his healing work in our lives is a complete work in our lives and it, and it works to our whole spirit, soul, and body. And this is how it is with the coming of peace, there comes a complete work, a whole work in our lives so that, it's, so that it's not just a peace that fills my heart. It's a peace that is more than that and bigger than that, beyond that. Although that is an incredibly important part of it, it is, it is just a part of it. His peace does more than even that. And we need it to do more than even that in our lives. I want to read some extra scriptures to you that speak to us of the, of the work that our Lord uh, has done uh, in our lives and that it, the work that Jesus has done is, the, is a complete work and then, and then shows us what that peace looks like. Do you remember, um, do you remember John 14, 27? What does Jesus say to us here? He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. This is, this is not a worldly thing. It's it's a Jesus thing, right? And when the, when the world does, it falls short. It's a shadow. It's, it's incomplete. I, I know you guys know this, but you know, for, for anybody who may be watching or listening, or, or if you don't know, or if you might would forget, you will find a whole, complete, right peace in Christ. You will not find that in the world. It is a peace that Jesus gives that the world cannot give. It's one of the reasons that Christmas had to happen. God had to give His Son. Jesus had to come because when it came to peace, the world had no answer, nothing to offer, and it still doesn't. It's one of the discouraging things, isn't it, to to see those who reject Jesus wandering around trying to find peace in the things of this world, and they never will. Because there is only peace found in Christ. In Christ and in Christ alone. And he said, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you, and I don't do these things in the way that the world does it. So don't let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. This Christmas season, let's let the peace of our Savior flood into our hearts and run all the trouble out of it. Let's let the peace of our Savior flood into our hearts and run all the fear out of it. Let's not be troubled. Let's not be afraid. Let's leave this, our time together this afternoon with our hearts full of peace. And let's make it all the way to Saturday filled with the peace that Jesus has given us, 
free from trouble and free from fear. And then I think if we make it to Saturday, we can make it back to Sunday again. And we can roll into Monday and do one more day. And then Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. You know what happens if you put one day after the next? Because that's really all you can do, right? Just live at peace today and then live at peace again today because, you know, tomorrow then will be today. And then you live at peace again today, again, the next day will be today. And next thing you know, you've put some years behind you full of the peace of the Lord, not troubled and not afraid. And this is what Jesus has come to bring to us, and only He can do this. Let me read to you Colossians chapter 2, verse, starting at verse 6. Um, we've got some time, and, and thankfully we set aside Sunday for the Lord. And we give Him our time. Let's read some more Scripture on this Christmas Sunday. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. This is talking about the work that Jesus has done that only Jesus could do. That nothing in this world could do. That, that even the, the law and the regulations and the celebrations were unable to do. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, how, can we receive Him as Lord and not receive Him as peace? Continue to live in Him, in His peace, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depend on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. See to it that, you know, if I could, if I could shape this to, to our today conversation, see to it that you don't try to rest your peace on anything other than Christ. Your peace has got to depend on Jesus, not anything in this world, not on the basic principles and philosophies and ideas of this world, because we already read, right, that He doesn't work that way, and the world can't give it. It's only at the coming of Christmas, of Jesus, that there is peace, and so, so we can live in peace, filled with it, and have it overflow into every area of our lives, because it rests not on the world and the principles of the world, and the ways of the world, and the ideas of the world, it rests on Christ. And if, you're, if you didn't know, He's a rock-solid, firm foundation. Verse, verse 9, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So, so again, if you remember, I said there's a there's an in Christ, a fullness of peace. It's not broken or fractured or weak or incomplete. In Christ there is fullness in every way and there is a fullness of peace. So it seems like if we're in Christ and He's in us, then there should be a fullness of peace in us. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. You guys should have said it there and you didn't, so I just had to, had to get it for you. Because the reason I say that is because we don't want partial peace, right? We don't want incomplete peace. We don't want a shadow of peace or broken peace. We want the fullness of the reality of real peace, and it is found in Jesus and has come in Him. And we settle for nothing less. This is what Scripture's saying to us. Don't allow anyone or anything or any, of the, or any of the ideas of this world to lead you astray to settle for anything else. Our peace rests on Christ, and in Christ there's fullness. And there's too many believers being led astray by wrong ideas and beliefs that have arisen from teachings taught by demons or, or lies of the enemy and deceptions in this world, and, and it's stealing 
our peace and we must not allow it. I will not allow it. The devil can't have it. In Christ, there's a fullness of peace and it shall be mine. He can have my money. He can't have my peace. He may take my health. He shall not take my peace. You see what I'm saying? There's a fullness of peace and he can't have it. And it's not dependent on my money or my health. It rests on Christ. It doesn't depend on the president or the government or the economy. It depends on Christ. And he is unshaken and unshakable. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. God Almighty, the name above every name. He can handle it. And it rests on him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I said, Lord, I'm just going to be nice and calm and peaceful today. Mm. Where was I? Verse 9. For in Christ all the fullness of his deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ. You see that? He's not withheld this from you. He's given it to you. Fullness relies on him, and fullness is found in him, and not in anything else. Not in anything else. Shall I say it again? Not in anything else. So let's stop running to everything else, because it's not found anywhere else. Christ and Christ alone, who is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a man worldly thing, but with, it's, it's Christ that's done this. But with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Praise the Lord. Having canceled the written code and its regulations that was against us, and stood opposed to us, he took it, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, praise the Lord, I, it's, I'm sorry, it's just hard for me to get by it, he has disarmed the enemy, you, it's Christmas right, so we could, it, you remember Rudolph? You know the red-nosed reindeer? Had a very shiny nose. When all the reindeer saw him. Uh, words slip my mind. Hmm. They would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Had a very shiny nose. There you go. It's Christmas. Come on. We should carol a little bit. Like, that's not a Christmas carol. I'm just... Just mess you remember that? You remember the, the little cartoon movie? You remember the uh, abominable snowman? They were all running away from him and afraid of him because he had chompers. He had teeth. Remember? He had these big, huge teeth in his mouth. You remember what Corn Cor uh, Yukon Cornelius did? But no, it wasn't Yukon Cornelius. It was the little dentist elf. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, we got to watch that. The little, you remember the little dentist elf? I mean, the, what was his name? Who? Kirby. Didn't Kirby take out his teeth? Huh? He took out his teeth. And then he didn't have any teeth. And he came after him, 
And he didn't have any teeth. And they're like, he's disarmed. He has no teeth. What can he do? He's just a big furry thing. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have any teeth. He can't harm us anymore. Jesus, I don't know if that was the Holy Spirit or not. Mm. This is Christmas. Having, verse 15, having disarmed the powers and authorities, and therefore we're not afraid of them anymore because their teeth are gone because Jesus has disarmed them. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. 16, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival or a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ Jesus. There is a shadow, the reality found in Christ There is a peace shadow before Jesus, but now the fullness of peace, the reality of real peace, the peace that we need has shown up in the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's it's big, and it's everything that we need, and it's complete and full, and and it is more than just a peace that fills our hearts It is a peace that transforms relationship. A peace that fills our hearts has come in all of its fullness. And a peace that transforms relationships has come as well in all of its fullness. Let me read Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 14. For he himself is our peace. It's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. The two one that he's talking about is what uh, Simeon prophesied back in Luke. The Gentiles and the Israelites. It is, it is peace to the people of God, to where we are not hostile to one another, but at peace with one another. He himself is our peace. He has made the the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And he'd taken down every division and made us one in Christ and at peace with one another in Christ. Because of the coming of Jesus, there's peace in our hearts. There's also peace in our family. In the family of God, there is peace. Before the coming of Jesus, it was very difficult for brothers to live together in unity. But now because of the coming of Christ, there's peace in our relationships. Not only in our heart, in our relationships. And we are at peace with one another. Not at war with one another. Not hostile to one another. Not at odds with one another. That is not the relationships that God wants us to have. We are at odds and at, and at war with our enemy and his lies and his deceptions, but we are at peace in Christ with one another. You know, I've just kind of decided I'd just rather have friends than enemies. I just want to be at peace with people as much as it depends on me. And because of the coming of Christmas and the coming of Jesus, that impossibility is now a possibility. There can be peace between the brothers and sisters of Christ. There can be peace between husbands and wives. And impossibility has now been made possible because of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. 
and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, to which He put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace. So I'll preach it. Because Jesus came and preached it. And we all need to preach it. Because Jesus came and preached it. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through Him, I just, I know I've been saying this the whole time, but let's not miss it. For through Him, Jesus, in Him, through Him, by Him, only because of Him, we have act, we, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. So the fullness of Jesus' peace, if, if you didn't catch it, is more than just the fullness of peace in my heart. It's peace in my relationships. And not just with you. Did you see it? But also with Him. Peace with one another and peace with the Father. And I think that we could say because, because of peace with the Father that there's peace with one another. That Jesus on Christmas came and the Prince of Peace came. And there is peace now for all who will run to Him and put their hope and trust in Christ and in Christ alone. There is a fullness of peace, a reality of it. It's not broken, it's not a shadow, it's not beyond us. It is here in reality, it is complete, and it is for us. And it is found in Him. A peace that fills our hearts, a peace that affects our relationships, and a peace that we now have with God so that we, all of us, who have trusted in Christ, can now have access to the Father by one Spirit. We can do what Hebrews 10 says and draw near to God with full assurance of faith, clean hearts, freed from sin because of the, because of the work, the coming, the life, the sacrifice, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The fullness of peace has come. There should be peace in our hearts. There should be peace in our families. There should be peace in our churches. And it should overflow and affect the world. One of the most attractive things about the people of God is the fullness of peace that we have found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are to be people, people of peace. So let me end with this instruction, and then I would like for us to, to do it. As far as it depends on us, Scripture says that we are to be people of peace and people at peace. I know that Peace is not always returned, but peace can always be given. And we already you know, got fired up about it, and we will, as far as it depends on us, not allow the enemy. I can't, I can't stop him totally from stealing your peace, but I can stand up for me and not allow him to steal mine. Romans 12, one of the, man, it's a powerful passage of Scripture. Powerful chapter of Scripture. Probably should be memorized. Romans 12, starting at verse 15, says this. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. This Christmas, as we remember the coming of the fullness of peace, let's hear this instruction. And as people who are at peace... Let's bless others. As far as it depends on us, let's be people who bless, who out of our mouth comes blessing 
to others. Certainly we bless the Lord. But as we bless the Lord, we are also called to bless one another and to bless others. To bless those who are your family, who are your friends, who are your beloved, and to bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Maybe like one of the great Christmas gifts that we can give to the Lord is unity, togetherness, and harmony between one another. As far as it depends on us. As far as you can't do a lot about anybody else, but you can do a lot about you as far as it depends on you. Harmony with one another. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Uh, Not some people. It says don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, verse 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it's possible, people of peace, who, who in our lives resides the Prince of Peace, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, be people of peace and live at peace with everyone. You mean everyone? I didn't write it. I just preach it. Everyone. Verse 19. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it's mine to avenge and I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, instead of revenge, do this. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Bless, live at harmony, give, care for. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I know evil arises all around us. I know sin increases all around us. But the way to battle the darkness is not with darkness, it's with light. The way to overcome evil is not revenge or cursing or repaying evil for evil. It's not joining in with that madness. The way to overcome it is instead of blessing, I mean instead of cursing, blessing. Instead of of revenge, kindness and giving. The way to overcome it is to overcome it with goodness. People of God, let's be people of peace, be people of blessing, be people of goodness, and and especially, especially when it comes to the family of God, especially when it comes to your brothers and sisters in Christ, that they might see our love for one another and recognize that we are His disciples, that they might see our good works and give glory and honor to God. One more thing. We're going to do this together. I'm going all the way to Numbers. We've, we've been all over the Bible this morning, right? Because we're reading the Christmas story and it's all over the Bible. All right. I, I, I want to end this way. I want to go to the number six blessing and just bless you with it. And, and I'm wondering if you would just stand with me and, and just stretch out your hands toward one another. Elizabeth, you can sit, baby. It's all right. 
<laughs> or you can stand. I know we're right up here against 12 o'clock, but this is really, this is so important as people of peace that we bless one another. That the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be a church of peace. And that it be a blessing place where we speak blessing over one another. And I don't know if you've ever recognized it or not, but in, in this blessing, there is a blessing of peace. I'm going to read it and declare it over you, and you just, you bless one another. And if you don't mind, bless me in the process, and we'll just bless each other this morning. This is what the Lord says. Number 6, verse 22. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, Aaron and his sons are priests, and we in Christ Jesus are priests. And they have this anointing to bless one another with their words. In Christ, we have this anointing to bless one another with our words. He said we bless them by speaking to them. We bless one another by saying it over one another. And he said to say this, The Lord bless you and keep you. And now I'm saying this to you, church. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you. Listen to this. And give you peace. Verse 27, And so I will put my name on them, and I will bless them. Lord, we stand here this morning, our hands stretched out towards one another. We thank You for the coming of the fullness of peace. We ask You peace enter our hearts. Your peace enter our hearts and that it would flood out into, into our every relationships that that we'd be at peace with you and we'd recognize that we are and we'd be at peace with one another. And as people of peace, as priests in the house of God, Lord, help us and lead us to bless and not curse, to live in harmony and unity with one another and to speak life, to speak blessing and to speak peace over one another, and to one another. Lord, we pray that as, as much as it depends on us, that there will be peace coming from us. And Lord, I pray for this house, for Life Change Church, that this church will be a place of peace. And when people come here, they'll find peace, and they'll recognize peace. And Lord, I pray that in this place, we will bless one another. It will be a blessing place and in the blessing of one another we will bless one another with peace. We'll speak it and ask you to give it and bring peace to each and every one of us. And so this morning Lord as I pray I thank you for all of this blessing and I pray your blessing on this house and all that are connected to it and I speak especially to this area of peace. And I say, Lord, bring peace to every heart. I pray in Jesus' name, let your peace come and fill our hearts. And let it run out any trouble and run out any fear and run out any worry and anxiety. Run it right up out of our hearts so that our hearts are filled with peace. And Lord, I pray for any relationship that, that there may be hostility in, I pray peace to it in Jesus' name, peace to it in the mighty name of Jesus, that there would be blessing, that there would be kindness, that there would be love, that there would be unity, that there'd be peace in our every relationships. And Lord, I pray in this Christmas season that you'd come and bring to us a revelation of what you have done and we would know in a way that we've never known before and see in a way that we've never seen before that we are at peace with you, Heavenly Father. And we would draw near to you and come to you this Christmas season in a very real and special way that we've not experienced before, that there would be a deepening 
of our intimacy and relationship with you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you for that. God bless you. Merry Christmas.